Welcome to the How Great Events Happen podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cody. And we are your podcast hosts, coming to you from the C-Event Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Now, this is the second part of our two-part series on tech trends with Brian Ludwig, Senior VP at C-Event. Last week, we talked about tech trends that attendees experienced before an event, and that was so much fun. It really was. And I can't wait to hear more about the tech trends we're seeing on-site at events. Yeah, but I'm a little sad about today's episode. What? Why? Yeah, because this is our last episode of season (gasps) one. Can you believe it, Brooke? I cannot believe that. Ten episodes went by so quickly. Why does it have to end, Cody? (laughs) But for our podcast listeners, don't fear. While this is the last episode of season one, we're going to take just a couple weeks off and we'll be back with season two before you know it. Yeah, that's right. And if you want to be the first to know when season two premieres, subscribe to our podcast. And also, if you have any suggestions of content you would like to see in future episodes or seasons, email us at podcast at Now, we cannot wait to be back with another season very soon. So let's go ahead and get to this final episode with Brian Ludwig and it's all about tech trends. Enjoy. Right, so we have Mr. Brian Ludwig, aka Luddy, back with us again this week. Um, so, Luddy, let's focus in on that on-site technology that attendees are interacting with. Tell me a little bit about how this tech has uh, changed events over the past five to ten years. Well, let me first just talk talk about how event tech is changing in general, because it's funny to me. I've been in the industry for twenty years, and back in the day, I swear I had to convince people to send out emails and take registration over the web. And they said, no, 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 I want to mail out a packet. I have a form that people need to fax in. And it was literally, and can can you imagine, right? Is there any event today that doesn't have an online process? So it's almost crazy to think that way, but that's how long it took. I mean, it's been a 10, 15 year slow burn for everyone to move online. Not that many years ago, you'll remember this, Brooke. We had a hard time convincing people hey, stop printing a 30-page printed guide and go to a mobile app experience. It's, it's better, it's current, you know, there's engagement tools in it. And now almost any event has a mobile app. So we've seen that fully pr- proliferate. Then I think about on-site technology. You think about people standing there with clipboards or pre-printed badges you know, lined up and stuffed for weeks in advance maybe by interns, and then big boxes of these badges sent and laid out on tables. We still see that today, even though there's a way to have a slick, modernized, uh, welcome experience that's high-tech, fast, green, and, uh, and can send someone on their way with, um, with, with a badge that they want and with the ability for us to, to sort of track and share insightful uh, details around their journey. Soon enough, no one will have a pre-printed badge. No one will ever check someone in on a, on a sheet of paper or even manually via a computer. Yeah, and you know what? You bring up a really good point too. I remember we had our conversation with Larry about pre-printing badges and we live in the day and age now where GDPR is a huge deal. Pre-printing badges really isn't a good option for many reasons. Um, and I think about how events have changed from like 10 years ago, it's like night and day. But, you know, what impact has that had to the value of events? Well, I think I mentioned it last week, you know, events are the second most influential channel after a company's website. So if people are having memorable, engaging experiences 
at that influential channel, it's going to help drive ROI. It's going to help drive value. Whatever the goal is of that event, you're going to be that much closer to fulfilling that goal if you've been able to leverage technology to create an experience that's more memorable, more engaging, more enlightening for the attendees. And that's what we're seeing. Tech is a scary notion at an event. Some people think the more tech I give, the more distracted my attendees may be. And that's fair. If you use tech in the right way, where it's playing a background role and supporting the event, now it's helping to augment the real world with insightful data that's going to make that real world experience even better. Yeah, just like infusing events with technology. And I mean, it sounds like what you're saying is it basically impacts the ROI for that event as a whole. And I know we're going to talk about that more later. You actually mentioned a couple technologies, the badge printing. Um, So make quick edits and you got your badge. And then you're continuing by downloading the mobile event app. What other common on-site technologies are you seeing at these events? Yeah. So, I mean, after you get a badge and you're off and running across the event, um, now you're trackable. And that's, that's important. And it sounds a little bit scary and a little big brothery, but at the end of the day, we'll allow people to opt in and be GDPR compliant. We want to give people um, insights and details that are timely and stuff that they'd want. And what you'll then get is we'll rid ourselves from the ghost attendee. So there's a concept out there that someone goes and gets a badge and then where they go for the next three days, we don't know, right? Now, if we have RFID trusses over doorways or even mats uh, b- below your feet at a doorway or even just session scanning people, we can see what people are engaging with, who are they meeting with, what sessions are they going to and what matters to them. The reason that's important is that later, the follow-up can be that much more pointed and direct if we have those insights. Talk about other on-site tech, inside of a mobile app, um, there's a lot more than just a floor map and sessions and speakers. We're seeing more and more people activate games to encourage networking, get people out of their comfort zone to, to, to reach out to people they might otherwise not. People take polls live during sessions, so it's more engaging seeing them ask questions during sessions uh, in, a, in, a, in a digital way. So a lot of really um, easy ways, frankly, to, uh, to allow people to engage with each other and with the content on site. So you mentioned doing maybe real-time changes at an event. And I remember a few years back when we had an event in Las Vegas, we had the RFID trusts over the doors and we could actually see how many people were showing up to this impromptu happy hour that we had. And just even that real-time insight allowed us to you know, send more reps in there, get more beer because we knew we were running out. It's really cool how that can not only inform the post-event strategy, but also making real-time changes then you have all this data from all this tracking that you've done with the technology. It's after the event, and this is where the real magic happens. For a lot of events, it's following up with sales leads, getting those memberships, if it's you know a donation kind of event, maybe a nonprofit. So how does all of this data inform the marketing and the sales team for those post-event interactions? There's so many touch points. We look at an attendee's journey, and there's literally hundreds of touch points we can track across that journey. So it's a matter of synthesizing all of that data, you know, who, what content, which sponsors, which exhibitors, what are the notes on those conversations? There's so much. Put that all together and what we're going to 
we're, we, we think it's going to become a really popular idea is to move towards an engagement score that sort of sum totals all of those interactions and helps you get a sense of who are the most or least engaged contacts. It's important that those folks and those scores make its way into marketing automation software or CRM software like Salesforce or, or Microsoft Dynamics. Why that's important is that the sales team is living in, say, Salesforce, the CRM. They are going to have faster and better follow-up if that engagement score and the details around those interactions are there for the taking and available inside of the CRM. So they can prioritize and follow up fast. If it takes weeks to get that data together and then load it in the CRM, those leads are not as viable as they once were, right? Time is money here. And then the real value, and I alluded to this lightly last week, is that we'll then have a sense of which programs, trade shows we're attending, events that we're hosting, which of these are yielding ROI. And that has, that's the holy grail. That's what's so hard to track today. What is the true attribution that could be tied back to events and which events are yielding the greatest numbers for the organization? Yeah. And for our audience, right? The planners, the marketers, the event professionals who are doing this job, I have to imagine this also helps them prove the value of what they're doing back to the organization and sort of take that seat at the table, so to speak. That's right. I mean, there's no better job security than being able to, you know, prove with empirical data that events are one of the key drivers of business for your organization. And if you can do that, you know that you're going to have more budget dollars to continue doing more of what you do. And the sales and marketing organization and senior level leadership is going to love you for it. Yeah, you know, Luddy, I see the value in this. And the whole time you're talking, I'm just like, preach, like, keep going, keep going. But I got to ask you, hey, if any of our listeners out there are not using any technology at their event, how would you even recommend that they start? Well, first, Cody, I don't know that that's possible. Like they're using some sort of technology. If they have a speaker that's showing a PowerPoint, right? That's some level of tech, right? If they offer internet to people, right? they're offering some level of technology. But I get your point. They might be a novice, you know, relatively speaking. Um, there's such basics. I would start with the most simple things. If you, if you don't have your entire event budget in something as simple as Excel, I would start there. I would definitely get a web presence going. So if you don't have an event website, that's something you can easily license from a provider or have your own internal tech team build a, a nice strong landing page around that event. Certainly that's an option, but either way from there, you'd need a registration experience that is online. These are the basics. I would think about a digital marketing approach. I would look at a, a simple mobile app. Even for 7,500 person events, we're seeing more and more people move to, to a mobile app. It's not just for, for 2,000 person conferences anymore. Maybe six, seven years ago, but now we're seeing people think about going digital for all events, large and small alike, because there's key content people need. The minute you print a, a brochure, it's, it's old because something is going to change. How many, how many times have you seen, Brooke? I know you've been to a lot of events over the years where you see stickers or inserts over a guide that's been printed because it is no longer current. The speakers changed, the times changed, the lunch location changed. And frankly, sponsors don't want to pay for an ad in the bottom of page six of a book. They'd sooner say, let me be somewhere digitally 
and where we can track how many times I'm, I'm tapped on or how many times uh, the page has been rendered so I can truly measure if I'm getting an ROI. To answer a long-winded answer to your question, Cody, those are the areas that I would start. I'm having a hard time imagining an event without an event website. And then you're, you have, your, your attendees are probably going to tons of other events, right? And they show up there and they have a mobile app. So it's sort of like a must-have, right? Yeah. When, when they come to your event, they're expecting Keeping it. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, it's kind of the basics. Um, but now... I want to go into the future. So, Lydia, I'm going to have you take out your crystal ball, and we're going to look three to five years into the future. What does event tech look like? I mean, I think we're going to see more holograms at events where the speaker is not physically there, but they appear to be, and they're kind of on stage, but not really. I think we're going to see more and more um, remote attendees. I don't know if you've seen either of you at a conference. You see kind of a, an iPad on a Segway meandering about the show floor they're interacting with other people they're speaking they're having conversations but the the person on the other end is is who knows a thousand miles away halfway around the world but there they are at the event engaging with live attendees i've even i've read about recently a concept of a human uber so instead of putting like an ipad on a Segway, what if i put an ipad over the face of another human being and i was able to direct that person where to go who to talk to what to say. So I think you're going to see more and more people that aren't physically at the event being at the event. We're seeing more and more virtual events. So a non-attendee can get at least some sort of experience that resembles the event, even though they're not physically there. Now, on the one hand, an organizer might think to themselves, that's going to hurt attendance because if people can get a 60% experience remotely, why would they go? Well, I think it's the, it's the toe in the water that would get them there 100% the next year. Um, I think we're gonna see more and more um, in terms of AR and VR. So there's some interesting installations and use cases for augmented reality and, and virtual reality. What if there was an easy AR inspired way for me to look out at the space and very quickly and easily see which people I should meet with, which sessions I should go to, which speakers I can go to. What if there was contextual insights above the real world that I'm looking at that helps point me to people I want to network with. I walk into a, the gala lunch. What if I could pan the room with my phone and see who's who and how relevant they are to me? Or the same thing on a show floor. Or if I marked VIPs that I want to meet with, what if I got an alert when they were near me? If I'm going to be out of the office again for three days, I want to maximize my time. Technology can help me maximize my time I wonder too if like technology such as virtual reality helps to expand the reach of an event. So let's say Cody goes to an event, he's networking, he's going to all these sessions, but then he comes back to his team and he's like, there's like these three or four sessions that I want them to see and he could give, show that to them in a virtual way. I mean, it actually could prove as almost marketing for next year's event. Now everybody has to go next year, you know, because there was such value. Spot on. You know, uh, what we'd like to say is that the, uh, the influence of your event is no longer confined to the four walls of the event, right? If, we could, if I could share with you your event experience in a clean digest that summarizes everyone you met, everywhere you went, what mattered to you, pages of decks that mattered to you, pictures that you took, give you a full digest of your experience that's then easily shareable with other people that are just like you, well, now I've just extended the reach of the event 10 times because if I had every single brook 
share it with 10 other people in that consumable, digestible format. Wow. So many more people know about my event, my cause, my mission, my products, whatever it is that I'm doing. Bloody, you know, I, I love how passionate you are about all this technology and like, you know, just talking about maximizing your time at these events with, and making technology really work for you. But I got to ask, like, how do you stay so up to date on all this? It seems like you are an expert on this. So where are you getting your information? You know, there's tons of blogs out there. Like I love the event managers blog. They're always sharing great stuff. Um, there's, there's LinkedIn groups I'm a part of. There's industry events I go to. There's so many great speakers and, and thought leaders on events and specifically event event tech, you know, at events like MPI, PCMA, site. I mean, there's just so many, right? It's, and I think if someone's looking to, to get deeper in tech, that's the answer. Just get involved in our industry. Go to events. Read, read the blogs. Watch, watch the video posts. You know, there, there's a plethora of information. It can be overwhelming. And there's so much information readily available that you'll be able to go into deeper conversations with a vendor, very informed and having a lot of insights on how other people used it, what was the sort of um, return that they realized, and and get straight to um, to a, to a smart implementation. So, Luddy, always a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for taking part in this two-part series to enlighten us on the future of the event technology, and we really appreciate your time. Great. Thank you so much, guys. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, I'm an avid an avid listener of your podcast, so uh, can't oh, wait to hear shucks. this one. But more importantly, I can't wait to hear all the magical things that you do over the future. We oh, love our fans. We so love nice. you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> all right. so much. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Holy cow, can you believe we did it, Cody? We just finished our first season of the How Great Events Happen podcast. Yes, and Brooke, I'm so proud of this podcast and the amazing response from the events professionals, really. I just cannot wait to come back for season two. Yeah, we're going to take a few weeks off, though, but I promise you all we will be back. We will be back, but be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know when the next season begins. You can also follow CVEN on Facebook for updates as well. And as you know, we love hearing from you. So if you have any ideas for future content, email us at podcast at cvent.com. And thanks again to all of our listeners who've been with us throughout the whole season. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.